Recently, I told JD that I felt burnt out. We were doing big things in our business, and that takes big energy to bring it to fruition. Okay, can I get a witness about the bigness of life and sometimes the bigness it requires? As much as I wanted to push through, you know, I really was like, we're aiming towards our dreams. This is what we need to do. Go, go, go. Listen, I knew I had to take a break. Have you ever felt the same? But maybe like me over the years and in the past, maybe you continue to burn the candle at both ends. I have been there way too many times, but over the years, I have learned to rest and not quit. And I hope that you do the same. My mentor always says that the rest is the work. We're hardwired, we're programmed. Society tells us, and heck, you've probably even heard me say it on the podcast way too many times, productivity, productivity, productivity. And yes, that's important. But I also had a conversation with a friend and she had mentioned to me that productivity, the word productivity was always a measure of like computer or scientific output, not used to describe what a human does. And it had this like revelatory effect because I realized that as much as I wanted to pretend I was a computer, pretend I was a machine, it doesn't actually work that way. So in humans, we know that not all hours and output is measured the same. So for instance, if we were to take an eight hour work day and my output was X, If I happen to work a 16-hour workday, my output wouldn't be 2x because we're not as productive the longer we work. We're not as thoughtful. We're not as bright. We're not as linear. We're not as sharp the longer we work. So there's a point of diminishing returns. So I started realizing that when I took breaks, it's as if I came back with a different force, new vision, new eyesight, the ability for my brain to almost rebuild the work that I had taken from it. So I recently decided to take a staycation in Laguna Beach. I currently live in Newport Beach and Laguna is about a 15 minute drive. And it was during these few days that I learned a few things. I learned that after all these years, I don't tan My freckles just connect across the board. Like I got like 876 new freckles and I'm like, boom, I'm Dan. My daughter is part mermaid. We could not get her out of the ocean. My husband told me that carbs don't count on vacation. So clearly I believed him. Watermelon margaritas should be their own food group because I would so be healthy. Like it's a watermelon margarita. So it's like healthy, right? And let's not forget my favorite. The thing that I learned the most is that salty and sandy kisses are what a 19-month-old baby is all about, and I am here for it. I was like, come here, baby girl. Give me one of those sandy kisses. Give me another one and another one. I was so, so enjoying our time together. But here's the thing. I know what you're thinking. You hear this, and you're like, nice, Jasmine. Good for you. Golf clap. Let's be polite. You might say, I don't have time to take a break. I am still building my business. I need to make ends meet. I can't afford to step away. And you want to know what? I'm not here to disagree with you. That pressure is real. For years, I kept telling myself the same thing. And it's when we tell ourselves that it then becomes our truth. I told myself, I can't stop working. And therefore, I didn't. I, however, have changed a tune. 
what would it look like for me to not work on these few days? Sure, it might require me to do a little bit of work, extra work on the front end and maybe a little bit of extra work on the back end. But it was when I started asking myself, what is possible? But I get it. I get it. I felt like I had to grind because I had no other choice. I get that. So if this is you right now, I see you. I understand you. No one is telling you that you're wrong. However, I am going to invite you to tell yourself, ask yourself, what could I do to make that possible? What could I do? And I'm not saying like take a week long vacation if that's not in your wheelhouse right now. I get it. But what would it look like for you to ask yourself, could I take four hours off in the middle of the afternoon? Could I end my workday early on Friday? Could I take a three-day vacation or a three-day weekend, perhaps? Maybe that's in your house. Ask yourself, what could you do? Because it's not as if overnight you're like, <laughs> let's go vacation and con, you know, for a month. The doll, bring out the yacht. No, it never turns out that way. It usually starts off with an extended lunch. And then an extended lunch turns into a half day. And then a half day will turn into three-fourths of a day. And then three-fourths of a day will turn into one day. And this happens over time. However, since... We have some time. I want to give you a few actionable tips that I have learned over the years to help you avoid burnout when you are in a season of hustle. So let's dive in. Let's dive into tip number one. I'm going to invite you, challenge you, excite you to re-examine your timeline. If you're anything like me, you have certain dates. Either they're written down on a calendar or maybe they're just in your head. And by these dates, you would like to complete your goals and projects by. Okay, but if you're starting to head toward a burnout, it might be the time for you to re-examine that timeline. Now, here's the thing. Nobody loves a good timeline like a girl. Okay, I love dates. I love goals. I'm action-oriented. I want to get it done by a time. Okay, I know that. But I also realize that you and I, we like to put arbitrary dates around things And then come hell or high water, we're going to make it work by that date. It's not as if that date is written in gold. It's not as if that date is a contract. It is not if at that date, if you do not complete the project, then the world's going to melt. No, no, no. It's just a date. But if you're anything like me, we become attached to the date. And so in the process of being attached to the date that we arbitrarily assigned and then told ourselves, we must, we must, we must get it done by this time. Instead, what would it look like for us to realize that we were the one who made that date and goal in the first place? So if we created the date, we are also of equal power to change the date And I am so embarrassed to admit it took me 13 years to give myself the permission to change the date. Recently, this past year, we had set dates. Dates for promotions, date for projects, date for features. And I had created a very, very spun web of dates and expectations that I had arbitrarily assigned and promised and said, this is what we're going to happen. And then a crazy thing happens is when you are working with a large group of people and when you're working with tech and when you're working with a community and when you're working with a litany of other things, you realize, oh, I need to change the date. And I have to tell you, it wasn't easy. It made me frustrated and I was upset. And I'm like, why? Why can't we make this happen? 
And I realized how upsetting it was. Like it caused me to have like an upset stomach. I had a migraine. I was so frustrated. And then I simply said to myself, does it have to be this hard? And the answer was no. The minute I moved a set of timelines for a launch by two weeks. Now I can sit here and like, let me, I can burn a hole in your ear telling all the reasons why we had to get it done by this date. And all of those reasons at the time, they totally make sense. And, and, and you know what I want to tell you? Those reasons, they still make sense in my mind today. But guess what? We moved to launch by two weeks and nothing different happened. Why? Because I was the one who made the timeline to begin with. It's crazy. Now, I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but you have plenty of time to achieve all of your goals. And you are right where you're supposed to be. You're not ahead and you're certainly not behind. You're doing what you can with what you have and that is enough. So if you need to push back a product launch or only plan one week of social media content instead of two, that's okay. Give yourself grace and know that you are right where you are supposed to be and you are in charge of timelines. Tip number two is to regularly audit your day. Several years ago, I invested in some consulting and the first assignment that this mentor gave me was to give a time audit of my day. Now, I don't know if you remember, but a few episodes ago, like maybe like 30 or 40 episodes ago, we interviewed Teresa Lowe. Now, she was the mentor. She was the person who I invested in to really go through and streamline what I was doing as a leader and what I was doing as a CEO. And so I really hated the idea that I have to do the time audit. I had to document everything I was doing from the moment I sat down to work to the moment I closed my laptop before dinner. I wrote everything. And I mean like everything from answering direct messages to writing newsletters to hosting live classes in social curator to having meetings with my team to when I took a lunch break. I did all of this for about a week before my next meeting with her. And then together we looked at the items that I was doing that didn't have to be done by me. And then we removed them from my schedule entirely. Now, I know that sounds crazy because if I had not done a time audit, I would have been like, no, that is something I must do. It took a few weeks for me to get the hang of delegating a lot of my daily tasks. But after it was done, even just talking about it, it's like I felt so much less overwhelmed. And I felt so much less burnt out in my business. I finally had the space to be creative and spearhead the vision for Social Curator. And I wasn't requiring 18 cups of coffee a day by like 3 p.m. And then still at the end of the day feeling like so exhausted. I am telling you this because regularly auditing your days is a great way to get a handle on your business and your schedule if you're beginning to feel burnout. Simply write down what you're doing through the day for a few days. I recommend at minimum five days because then you begin to start seeing patterns. Then take a look at the list and see what is absolutely necessary. And then you could stop doing what isn't that. Chances are there are a lot of things that you can remove and little tiny pockets of your day, which you can do something that's going to really push back the burnout. And I really do mean a few minutes a day. What would it look like for you to do a five minute meditation? or deep breathing, or saying a prayer, getting your mind right. You can literally go outside and walk for five minutes. You might be like, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. Friend, get outside in nature for five minutes. Maybe that extra five minutes will help you create a healthy snack. Maybe you just call a loved one 
it's very common for me to call my twin sister. I'm like, hey, I got a few minutes. I miss you. Tell me something in 30 seconds. I'll tell you something in 30 seconds. Now, not all of our conversations are like this, but I've come to believe and know that I will take 30 amazing seconds with my wild and crazy sister than no seconds at all. And it, she just puts a pep in my step. And I think to myself, I'm really happy that I have time in my day for that, as well as long, elongated lunches or vacations with her as well. Let's get into tip number three, get help. I know, I know, no one wants to hear this tip, but I want you to hear me out. It's very hard to do it all alone. For years, I was a solopreneur. I mean, yes, JD, my husband and business partner, helped me with what he could. But I was the one when he first started a photography business, I was the one physically shooting and editing and meeting clients and doing all of the marketing and all of the branding. And then finally, I realized that if I wanted to scale my business without burning out, I needed to hire an assistant. And once I did, my business grew exponentially. And I'm really happy to say that the first and only photography assistant I ever hired is now the creative director for Social Curator. Shout out to Tammy. <laughs> so here's the thing. You never know who the person who, you never know who the person entering your life will be and how long they'll stick around and how they'll change with your business and for your business. So do you want to know more about making your first hire for your small business? I got you. I was worried. I didn't know which way was up. So my free guide, how to make your first hire for your small business is going to walk you through all of these steps, including the best way to define your new team members roles and responsibilities, where and how to create a job opportunity page to receive applications, what questions to ask potential candidates in the interviews, and how to onboard your new member properly. Come on, come on, y'all. I created this guide because I wish that I had it when I was hiring my team early on. This is the answer to getting rid of your overwhelm and it's been something you've been looking for. I got you. You can head to jasminestar.com forward slash hire your team to download the guide and scale your business to new heights by freeing up time to focus on revenue generating tasks. Okay. As we come to the end, I have to admit, running a business isn't sexy, nor is it fun every day. But if you re-examine your timelines, if you audit your days, if you get help, you will be able to balance it all and burnout won't be inevitable. You can definitely avoid it. I believe it. And just remember, I'm always in your corner cheering you on. I'll talk to you soon.